Hello! This is the Meet Us in Paris podcast, and I am Zen, your MC for today. And if you just randomly chose a podcast to listen to and didn't know, this is a podcast that is all things about travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. So today we're going to be doing something a little different. On Meet Us in Paris, we'd like to highlight things you can do while traveling, sometimes domestic, sometimes internationally. Um, one of those things that I've mentioned before is Comic-Con. Now, you may not know, or maybe you do, that Comic-Con San Diego was canceled this summer, which is one of my favorite go-tos every year. What you may not know is that Comic-Con went virtual and released over, I believe it's two to 300 panels on YouTube. And making that even better, the panels are still available to stream as this podcast is being released. So... Emily and I also co-host another podcast that highlights all the things that are Disney called Main Street UCI. It's a great podcast, if I do say myself, because our friend Jennifer is actually the lead host, and she's actually better at uh, being a lead host than I am. But anyways, um, we're here to talk about Comic-Con. And our, we in Main Street UCI highlight our favorite panels for you to watch. And I thought it would make a great... Pr- podcast for you guys to hear because it's kind of like a virtual travel thing especially in this time of covid so if you decide to watch a few panels also in some weird manner you will have gone on vacation with us so we thought this would be really fun to present it um we hope that you enjoy so without further ado meet us in paris proudly presents our sister podcast main street uci Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen the Chuffed. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am Emily, and I don't remember what chuffed means. Chuffed is kind of like, I don't know. It's like happy, right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of like enthusiastic, kind of, yeah. Excited. I too am, like I too am chuffed then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of these days we're going to have to do this in reverse so you can surprise me. <laughs> right? And, and force me to, to react to your comments. So. I like it. All right. Today we're giving you a recap of our favorite Disney-related panels from San Diego Comic-Con 2020, a.k.a. Comic-Con at Home. That's why I'm chuffed. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, as you probably well know, this year, thank you, COVID-19, the San Diego Comic-Con was one of many conventions that were moved online and t- turned into free events. Um, the event actually ran from July 22nd to 26th and included a variety of online content um, from how car- how comics can be used in a classroom to catching up with favorites like Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite panels to go see. Um, but don't go with kids because he has a potty mouth. <laughs> oh, um, there were so many bleeps during it. It was kind of funny. Oof. Like, kept the bleeps. Oh yeah, I mean he is so much fun to watch, but you know he's he's not PC. He's a great guy. He's wonderful, but he has a potty mouth. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the three of us did watch a lot of these, and um, many of these videos you can still find on the Comic Con YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash user 
forward slash Comic-Con, or just go to the Comic-Con channel. They actually have all of the videos separated by date, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And today, we're going to give an overview of some of our favorites. So I will tell you, and actually, apparently it was everyone else's, but I have been dying to learn more about the New Mutants video movie. So if you don't know what the New Mutants are, the New Mutants are an offshoot of the X-Men. Everyone knows the X-Men, Charles Xavier, Wolverine, and those guys. And the New Mutants were the youngest kids to go to the school, but they didn't qualify to be part of the X-Men because they were too um, green and they were too young. They didn't want to put the kids into danger. Mm. So until you reached a certain age, roughly 18, you could not go into the X-Men. So they always had this group of young mutants. And um, so they called them the new mutants and they always ended up getting in their own kind of trouble (laughs) just because they're mutants. So, um, and this, uh, the television, I mean, the movie has been delayed two or three times now. Wow. Um, it was supposed to come out last year. Then it was supposed to, I heard they reshot some. It was supposed to come out in the spring. Then it came, yeah. was supposed to come out this summer. And now they're, it was kind of funny because I seen some commercials like, and now fall of 2020. And then they had like a question mark or something like that. So, <laughs> but, someday question mark. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But what's interesting about this one is I'm not going to give away any plots secrets but um the new mutants were i think it was a late 80s comic book and the first storyline um was partially done by bill sinkowitz um and he had an amazing art style and it was talking about um it was a little bit of a horror series and so this is strange because they've taken these superheroes and they kind of made it into a dramatic um horror film i is my understanding Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I should give away any more than that. Mm. So it looks it looks amazing. I can't wait, and um, lots of people are really um, excited because it has um, Macy Williams. I think Macy oh, yes. Williams. Oh yeah, from I think that's her name, right? So yeah. she's yeah, yeah. from Game of Thrones. She's from Game of Thrones, yeah, right? Yes. And everyone's been dying to see her in some. I mean, she's a favorite, right? She's a pop star favorite. Yeah. So everyone's excited to see her in this role where she plays Wolfsbane. I can totally see that. Yeah, like, she's her playing a superhero or is a, yeah. a, a mutant of some sort. Well, she turns into a werewolf. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's That's just like, perfect. Yeah. it seems really perfect for After her. playing as Stark, then yeah. now she actually gets to be the dire wolf. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, Love that's it. it. Nice. So intriguing. Okay. Um, I so I watched the what was called Marvel's six one six um panel, which I don't know what six one six stands for. <laughs> Do I don't either of you Okay, because yeah. I was like, is this too. is this bad that, like, I watched this, but I don't even know what the title means? Um, okay, anyways, Marvel 616, it's basically where the panel was um, talking about Marvel 616, which will be a Disney Plus docu-series um, that I think is launching at in August, this 
tomorrow, <laughs> not tomorrow, but next month, it's mm-hmm. launching uh, on Disney Plus in August 2020. And it's pretty cool. So they had, it was an executive producer um, and then like two directors on the panel and then uh, the moderator and another fellow who I do not remember what his role was. But uh, the two directors are actually, one is her name is Jillian Jacobs from community. So she's an actress and she was given this opportunity or she requested this opportunity, I guess, to create um, a sort of, it's a document documentary turned docuseries about kind of the stories that aren't mainstream. I guess she basically takes like women characters after, um, Captain Marvel became so big. So she really liked mm-hmm. that and kind of took that momentum and went into that direction of like making today's women or just female, um, making, creating female superheroes in kind of like an everyday sort of like people that girls, young women, young girls can identify with. Nice. Which was, so yeah, she took like a more serious kind of, um, I guess, pathway to her documentary. And the entire docu-series, Marvel 616, is um, not just these two directors. They just showcase these two. But it's a combination of different Marvel directors who are kind of taking their own hand in telling, I guess, untold Marvel stories. Um, And it's like they're completely taking like their own creative direction, whichever way they want to do it. So Jillian's um, like female focused female um, superhero path is one way and then they had Paul Shear I think is his how you pronounce his last name and he actually I guess authored a lot of not a lot several a lot um, of comics for Marvel and he's like a super Marvel comics nerd and his path for the docuseries is um, going back and uncovering like unknown or not remembered obscure types of comic um, characters so his takes like a completely kind of not really opposite but his is a lot more like light and comedic and um that kind of like that kind of path whereas the other girls hers was more serious and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so what was funny is paul shear so his path of like uncovering different um like forgotten characters they showcased a couple of them and there's this guy who um he i forgot what his oh his name is typeface and he is some obscure person villain that you most people might not necessarily remember or even know but i just thought his origin story was really funny because he was this he owned like a his own um personal typing or like printing shop and then he was run out of business and so in order to get revenge he turns himself into quote-unquote typeface and (laughs) basically what that means he takes like this big r and like puts it on his forehead and the r is for revenge and then all of his like things villainous things that he does is always like perfectly like visually nice because of his like typeface printing background oh my goodness Um, i love this guy already (laughs) right and he just like wreaks havoc but like it looks nice in a way um (laughs) 
It's just super yes, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, this docuseries, it's, I mean, I feel like they said it's, like, so there's something for everyone there, whether you want to know, like, the history or just, like, the okay. behind the scenes and things like that. I did. A, okay. So, I'm a big comic book reader. Yes. So, he, I did a little bit of research and now I understand what's okay, going on. Cool. So, um, in DC and the Marvel comic books, there have always been multiple realities. Okay, uh, so mm-hmm. um, so the thing is that uh, I for okay, six one six is one of the realities. Um, that oh, is okay. the traditional um, continuum that was started in nineteen thirty nine, kind of roughly when Marvel comic books started up. So in this reality, because um, there was like Marvel Ultimates or all these different types of things, um, this is the one where um, Nick, the original Nick Fury, was a white guy. Mm. You know, we oh, now know yeah. there's an alternate reality which the movies are probably closer to, where Nick Fury is um, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yes, um, and. <laughs> Nick Fury was in World War II, obviously uh, the one the one with the white guy, and the new one, of course, I don't know if he was in any wars, but Nick Fury originally. So, anyway, so there's alternate realities. Six one six was always the um, was the original continuity, uh, um, and okay. so they're always going back and forth. So I'd still get confused because I'm a I haven't read comics in quite a, quite a while, but I I was an avid reader until about 2000 and most all that was up till then was earth 616 so got it okay Mm. yeah because i did like very very brief just like google search on what marvel 616 was and earth Mm. 616 kept coming up but i am not and that is earth six and (laughs) i think that's what they're referring to is they're doing this tv show is about that particular continuity of earth 616 yes that everything is coming together i like it Okay. So it's so weird because you'll see different, like, I, you know, you'll see different, it's like Spider-Man kind of stories. It's like, well, how come this story, right. you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. like Uncle Ben's alive and then Uncle Ben's dead or whatever, whatever. Make realities. up your mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop so. playing with our emotions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So, nice. yeah. Ew. It was very, because I am not in any way, shape, or form, like, a comic book reader at all. Like, my extent of comic knowledge is just through the Marvel movies, if anything, Mm -hmm. or, like, DC movies. Like, it's just through movies, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, just watching this panel, not, uh, clearly, I did not have the background um, to really understand, or, like, but it was still really cool to listen to, um, and kind of just watching all the little sneak peeks that they showed, um, it made me excited to, like, want to know more about comics and want to like kind of dive deeper into the marvel universe because there is so much that they've yeah. accumulated over the years and and that's what makes it so confusing yes so. <laughs> in fact on the dc side i might have mentioned it before with all the alternate realities it's just like they had classic flash they had flash they had the dead flash the you know the future flash and all this <laughs> oh type. so they actually had to write a storyline in the 1980s called um like infinite earths where they actually <gasps> collapsed all the earths oh into one okay oh, this yeah. makes me really happy because i watched the cw the flash mm-hmm. like i love that show and i just finished re-watching it the entire series for the second time and they just did the infinite earths 
like yep. crossover. Oh, that right. was cool. And that's why they have all the different Superman. Yes. And all stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at least in the comic books, what they did was because there's, Oh my God, there's six Supermen and everyone was getting confused. Which one's which they, they actually had all the earths turn into one, re- one reality and they killed mm-hmm. off like four out of the five Supermen and four or five, you know, whatever, whatever. And on occasion, I think a couple of superheroes existed. Sort of, I might there was two flashes running around or yeah. something like that. Whoa. So, so um, and and Marvel has created the same problem in the late nineties, early two thousands <laughs> by creating an alternate reality because they wanted to update the timeline because you know Peter Parker from the seventies wasn't relatable to the younger people, right? Mm-hmm. But they kept on writing stories side by side, so they had the the 616 continuity and then i think it was the ultimate series of the new peter parker and they were not the same peter parker Hmm. so anyways well it's just like what's that movie called the one that uh came out not too long ago and it's animated and it has uh miles as oh into the spider-verse yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so that one doesn't that one have like a bunch of the different spider-man characters (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah yeah so like that's kind of a cool thing too peter porker oh my god that's the only one that i'm just like okay you can (laughs) you can stay dead i I have all those original (laughs) comic books of peter porker that's so funny that that's real oh my gosh yeah i don't know Yeah, and then it I makes me to... think of like Simpsons with the spider pig, spider pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like I, I love that Marvel doesn't take itself too seriously, you know? Right. Like that just yeah, it's awesome. So <laughs> and then speaking of franchises that also keep like reinventing themselves and then <laughs> erasing their history and then doing who knows what else. I watched the panel called Lucasfilm Publishing Stories from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. So all about Star Wars books. Um, and yeah, it was kind of an interesting, like it almost felt like like a, a sampler platter of different <laughs> stories. So like they, there was everything from... For old and young Star Wars fans alike. So they had children's books. Like there was one called A Jedi You Will Be. And it's really cute. It has watercolor illustrations. And it kind of has Yoda um, teaching Luke how to be a good Jedi. There was um, another one called Darth Vader. Or I forget what it was called. I didn't write it down. But basically there was um, a Darth Vader series. And it kind of goes into how Vader is rejected by all the people he loves or he loses them. And it kind of shows you the immediate aftermath of that and how his psyche kind of gets twisted. So it's kind of an interesting, like, you know, look into the mind of an evil character and kind of maybe understanding what Luke saw in him and how he determined like, Oh yeah, my dad is still redeemable. Um, What else was there? There was a book I thought this one was kind of cool. It's called The Empire Strikes Back from a Certain Point of View. And it's 40 different <laughs> authors. I know it's kind of a funny title, right? It's like, just the it Star Wars 616. You know, kind, which, which, of, <laughs> kind of. So for this one, it's 40 different authors who are bringing different perspectives to different parts of the universe during that time. So it's kind of like you're taking like the most 
minuscule bits and pieces of the universe and then really, really fleshing them out. And I guess part of it is a fundraiser for something called First Book, which I guess they give a thousand, hundred thousand dollars and a hundred thousand books for kids. So that's kind of a cool way to give back and then also kind of really give fans more information that they can run wild with and create more crazy theories. Um, yeah, that's super They cool. had Clone Wars stories, right? Like, yeah, it was just, it was a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's a Poe Dameron uh, book that's coming out and the author described it as a crime novel in space. So <laughs> okay. you get to learn more about Zori and Babu Frick and what happened with all that spice running and different heists and shootouts and things. So that's kind of cool. And then um, what else? There was, there's a whole series on uh, Doc Afra that's coming out. Have you guys heard about her at all? No. She sounds familiar. Her name is Dr. Afra, and she's described as kind of this corrupt archaeologist in space. She's kind of like the anti-Indiana Jones. So <laughs> she's kind of I'm out for herself. So I guess that's a new series that's coming out. I know, like, I don't know very much about her. I was trying to kind of look up more information about her. But, yeah, it sounds like just, like, fun, interesting adventures. But, you know, she's much more on the roguish side than Indy. Hmm. So, hmm. and then let me see if there's anything else. There was a lot of books. There is a ton of written material coming out pretty soon. Um, there's one called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Myths and Fables and Dark Legends. So, it's going to kind of like go into some of the um, like background information for Galaxy's Edge and um, like talk about some of the myths that maybe those people living there might know. Um, yeah, there's, there's like, there's a ton. Oh, and the one thing that I was really, really excited. Actually, there's two books I'm super excited about. One is there's a lightsaber collection book coming out and it's kind of like the Harry Potter wand book. And it has like all of the different lightsabers throughout the star wars history and who wielded them and what color kyber crystal and like all sorts of stuff and it looks amazing and then there's one called batu the art of galaxy's edge and that looks also crazy amazing buildings costumes mm. what went into it the whole thing so those two i'm definitely gonna get hopefully <laughs> yeah man oh yeah there's so a lot much. in that one I can tell. I was I was going to watch that one too, but I knew you were going to watch it, so I was excited to hear from your perspective. <laughs> there are a lot of materials. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Star Wars has so much lore; you'll never so get through much. all of it. Yeah, and then they keep changing it too. So you uh, maybe you've read like a whole <laughs> series, and they're like, "Okay, just kidding. That's no longer canon now. This stuff is canon." And then two years later, who knows? The the what is it the Timothy Zahn books I think, oh yeah yeah I think he yeah. was part of that too. I think he was part of it too. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but he right after the 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 original four five and six came out, he wrote a sequel series of books where um, Luke and Leia both had twins. Yeah so, yeah. So it, it was about you know they you know be, there's something about the Skywalker family 
always has twins. So like when Luke gets married and then Leia gets married, they both have twins too. And, you know, there's twins running around and there's like Mara Jade running around and all sorts of stories. But, and then, and everyone loved them. And then uh, they, they just said, nope, those, that's no longer canon. So yeah, I think huh. even now they're trying to make, I think, Oh no no no! They're not trying to make um, seven, eight, and nine. I had heard at one point they're trying to make seven, eight, and nine not canon as well. Oh but, no! I love it. Please. <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, but it was it, it, they misconstrued it because uh, what they were saying is because the next series of Star Wars films will not include anybody from one through nine. Whoa! That's... Oh yeah, because they're like the pre prequels, right? I don't know, but they won't have anything. It will be in the same universe, but they'll introduce a whole new series of characters Man. and won't have anything to do with Not to say nothing. It just takes place in the same universe. But these really have been um, one through nine has been the journey of the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and they don't want to have anything to do with the Skywalkers anymore. Interesting. Which yeah. is sad. Makes sense, but I wonder what they. St- I don't know if there's anything on, but like, I wonder if they'll still call it Star Wars because yeah, I think they still will. Okay, hmm. only because like it's been years in the making of Star Wars is is this, and then if they make it with without the characters, the same at least one of the characters or something, it feels like it should be a different thing in the same universe if that makes sense yeah yeah i think it could be parallel stories yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like let's see this is the high republic stuff so this would be like way 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 before Mm -hmm. any of the characters were used to then it's kind of sad like oh there's no c-3po there's no rtd2 been there since practically the beginning so yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. well, no, yeah, and and but it's or or we knew like this is Anakin, this is Luke's father, right? Even in yeah. the first one, it's all about the Skywalker family, right? And then in the future, it's going to be in the same universe, telling a. It's like if you ever watch Lost, that the tail section of the plane, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Lost? I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen, seen bits and pieces too. <laughs> so, so like I think one one season I forget why, but the thing is like one season they, they didn't know what to write, so they decided it's like, well, we're we're not going to focus on the main characters, and apparently the tail section of the these like, oh, the tail section of the plane landed on the other side of the island, and they started focusing more on the other characters on the other side of the island for like a season. Whoa. Interesting. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, or if there's a lot of books that are out there, so it's it's just telling another story that's important to the timeline, but of the history of the universe, but it doesn't involve, you know, doesn't necessarily involve the previous story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like Star mm-hmm. Trek, right? The yeah. only thing that's the same oh, is true. the ship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. that's probably a good way of going. That is a good. That's, yeah. that's a good. And <laughs> that makes me less sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Nice. Lots to think about. So we're going to take a break, a quick break, and we will be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. 
With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Okay, welcome back, everyone. So now that we've all experienced Comic-Con at home, um, what are some things we'd like to see happen during these virtual conventions? Or can we continue these? Because it was free, and I like that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good good part. I can't, you know, I kind of like how... um, I know AX did this. I don't know if Comic-Con really did this so much, but I'd like to see more than just panels, you know? Like, I, I think in, for uh, AX, they actually had some things where they had someone drawing, and you could kind of, like, watch how they were doing stuff like that. They did so, some of those. Did they? Do, oh, okay, maybe they I did. just didn't see them. They, they did, did have one, some panels. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I saw one, I think, because I was looking for a Marvel-specific um videos or panels and i clicked on one and i think it ended up being uh sketching spider-man or venom it was sketching venom oh snap okay i'm gonna have to look for that yeah yeah i mean i think the production values can go up especially if they're Mm pre-recorded um some of them were just kind of difficult to watch or at least tell everyone to record in their closet in their least echoey room yeah <laughs> because it's it, it just it, it was it, a lot of them were some people were very difficult to hear so um mm-hmm. that that took away from yeah. the experience um and the question is synchronous versus asynchronous these were all asynchronous they were previously recorded and then they were um they were cut together mm-hmm. and if that's the case they should have been able to do most more audio production to make it a little bit easier to uh, hear some of the uh, the people who were being interviewed. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, the Charlie's Theron one was great. Hmm. There were some Ooh, that were really okay. high. Oh yeah, so good. Nice. I um, yeah, I think same audio would could have been better. It wasn't for me. The ones that I watched, it wasn't terrible, but it was also right. like just kind of standard and it would yeah. be cool if they were like kind of above average. Um, but what I really like besides the free part and the fact that they keep these videos up for us to return to yeah. um, is I mentioned to this, to both of you before we started, but I watched the Candace, I forget there was the full title is like Candace against the universe, Phineas and Ferb movie or something like that. It's this movie that's mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. Disney plus next or I guess, yeah, next month. Um, but it was funny because I wanted to watch it quickly because it's an hour long and I only had like a short amount of time to kind of squeeze it through. So I moved the speed <laughs> to one and a half. So they were all talking so fast, but it was it made it even better because their voices sounded as if they were their actual characters because of like the whole animated <laughs> nice. like, cartoon character. <laughs> so it made it even better. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. I think I would like to see more new clips because... Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
So in the past, Comic-Con was always famous for you go to Comic-Con and you see exclusive clips. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of years, they've kind of shied away from that because it kept on leaking. Mm -hmm. Um, People, idiots, were videotaping things and then putting on YouTube so they could get likes and stuff like that. And that was no good. So what they started doing was they started producing commercials specifically for that panel. The panel would be... They would have the panel, show the clips, and then they would release those commercials to the rest of the world. Um, I don't think there was too many new commercials made for any movies, um, as far as I can tell, that were released at Comic-Con during that period of time. Hmm. Um, the Bill and, Ted's, uh, Bill and Ted panel was fun, too. Nice. <laughs> I think I saw an extended version of the commercial, and it was just like, it was so fun. And Keanu Reeves... I don't know if he's really like that. I hope he is. <laughs> he's amazing. He just right? seems like the nicest guy. Well, so. E3, like, was it, I think it was E3 who was like, I love you too, or something like oh, that. Yeah. Or, You're a beautiful human being. I forget. You're exhilarating. Oh my God, thank you. I was like, I know there's something. I'm messing You're it up. You're breathtaking. <laughs> that's, a, that's a breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> so good. We need you more, know, more people you heard like that. that. Story. There was like a, uh, I apparently, you know, that breathtaking thing came out and then like, apparently he was going to a city to film or something. And like, I think it was like a little girl heard about him coming through the city. So she actually made like a sign and put it like in her front yard. It says you're breathtaking Keanu or something like that. And Apparently he's driving past, saw the sign stopped. And I think like knocked on the door to take a picture with her or something like that. That's That's amazing. I like that. (laughs) He seems like a, I mean, like if, if I tell you what, even if he's half of what he portrays himself to be, he seems like a really down to earth, nice guy. Mm -hmm. Hasn't he? I feel like he's the one that's given a lot to charities and stuff like that. And I'm sure I've heard like multiple stories of him giving to a bunch of different charities and actually like kind of putting his money where his mouth is, sort of thing. So well, I've heard you know, like there's actually lots of video of him. Like I don't think he even knows he's being recorded, but like on the subway, and mm-hmm. then he'll actually oh, get it. up. It's like, oh, can you? Yeah, please take my seat. You know, and just oh, stand up and awesome. stuff like that. There's there's actually a. Uh, I follow it. There's a Reddit um, page called uh, Keanu being awesome. Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> Which just people randomly see pictures or send pictures of him just being a nice guy, you know? Aww. So I'm going to have to look that up. That's awesome. Yeah, Keanu being awesome. You'll, you'll love it. So <laughs> nice. Um, what else do I want from Comic-Con? Um, you know, when I, it, the thing is, they only had a few months to create this, so I'm not downplaying yeah. what they did. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you know what? I'd, I'd like to see... Uh, you know what? Comic-Con's going to eventually go back to being Comic-Con, and we're going to physically go to Comic-Con again. But, you know, they started doing this. I think you can pay for it, but I'd love to see more recordings of the actual panels. Yes, I agree. Especially because now it's gotten so insanely difficult to get into Comic-Con. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it was something like, you know, pay five bucks or something and you can watch X number of panels or, you know, something like that. Like, even if you have to charge for it, I'd still rather have some kind of option. I believe there actually is something like that right now. They only brought it out last year, I think. But you can watch the panels 
asynchronously, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but like within like 24 hours of the actual panel happening or something like that. So nice. there's something along those lines, but I, you know, Comic-Con is a nonprofit and they're trying to um, bring about the, the wonders of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one way you can spread the love is like for the people who can't make it you yes. know, around the world. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of this virtual stuff created to go along with Comic-Con. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this was cool. Cause I've never, I've always wanted to go to comic con. Um, never got the chance to whether it, probably because it costs money. So uh, right. I've never been able to go, but this, so this was my first introduction to seeing anything comic con related. Um, so this was really nice. cool. I really did enjoy it. Wait until you go in person. Yes. Yeah. It's like Mardi Gras and comics and games and all mixed in together. It's the craziest mm-hmm. thing you'll ever do in your life. So, yeah. Oh, I miss it. Well, <laughs> 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 well, hopefully next year we'll be back to normal and hopefully we can actually go in person to Comic Con. But yeah. for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. If you or any of your friends needs some career boosting courses, please let them know. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce. .uci.edu. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.